readers can use anything. In fact, if you ever want to do this and the universe hands you your draft notice and says you're working for us, first thing it will do is it will go rifling through your file cabinet to find out what you're good at in the normal world. Me? theater major at Brown University and I acted in New York for years so I understand character arts mm -hmm. words are my drug of choice I'm a writer I can tell stories and I have been interested in history since I was a wee child in single digits you put all that together and my two favorite tools are cards and doing past lives Hello, friends, and welcome to Curiously Wise. I'm Lauren Wittig, your host, and I have the awesome Corby Mitlide, right, <laughs> with me Good going. today. And we're going to have, I can already tell you just from our pre-conversation here that we're going to have a lot of fun today. So I'm really happy to welcome her here. Welcome, Corby. Well, let me just introduce her a little bit. Corby Mitlide has been reading since 1973. She has traveled coast to coast and into Canada as a full-time intuitive counselor and as an inspirational speaker and facilitator. Corby prides herself on being a practical intuitive. Despite her elegant clothes and table trappings, most people say sitting with her is a comfortable, safe experience that feels like they're with a longtime friend, not a stranger spouting a bunch of mystical hoodoo and pretense. I love that. And she doesn't believe in bad news. We have opportunities we can go after and challenges to get past, she says firmly. After dealing three times with breast cancer, I learned that firsthand. My job is to give you the tools and courage to deal with both situations. Everything else is free will and up to you. I love that. That's such a fun way of describing yourself. Thank you. So Thank welcome. You. Corby, you are a psychic and a tarot mm -hmm. card reader. It mm -hmm. sounds to me like that's your primary tool that you use is the tarot deck. Is that correct? Well, expand it a little bit. Okay. There's tarot. I use a bunch of oracle decks. Oh, good. Uh, in fact, they always live on my desk. There's the crew. Oh, yes. Uh, and I'm also a past life specialist. That's what I did for Robert Schwartz in his book series on pre-birth planning and karma. Mm. So lots of tools there. I love, I have never learned tarot, but I love Oracle decks. I have a whole drawer full of them that I pull out. Like, what do I want to do today? That's good. I know a lot of people will have heard of tarot decks. I think Oracle mm -hmm. decks are something a little bit newer. So I know I've run into people who are like, they're familiar with tarot, but not the oracles. So what's the difference between those? Let's start right there. Let's, what's the difference between okay. those? Well, I actually teach a course called Decadance, which teaches people who come in and know from nothing mm -hmm. how to pick up any Oracle deck and read it within 30 seconds. You learn to trust yourself. Yeah. The thing about tarot is it's been around since Moses was in diapers. I mean, forever. <laughs> and when you've got something that's been there and it's the same shape and the same number of cards and the same suits, it has rules and regs mm -hmm. that people get a little scared of. Now, when you've been reading as long as I have, the rules and regs are a great place to start, but you start trusting your intuition. And if they want to give you a left of center message, you deliver it because you know there's a purpose. Right. The cards, the same thing about tarot and oracle cards, if you do it right, is they are merely doorways mm -hmm. to get you through and get your intuition popping, saying, you need to tell this person this. Mm -hmm. It's one of the reasons I explain the allegory 
in tarot very, very often. Because look, one of the things that I say to rookies is I have three rules. And the third one is there are three cards that scare rookies, death, the devil, and the tower. Mm. If they come up, I'll tell you what they mean, because it ain't that. Mm. I'm going through my deck now to find it. Because when you understand the allegory, you then can not be scared of the card. You can take the energy that it is presenting you and use it usefully. That's the big key. Hmm. So let's take a look at the tower card. Yeah. Everybody sees this and says doom, gloom, destruction. I say, no, no, no. Think of it more like the imploding sports stadium card. Yankees want to build a new stadium. They got to blow up the old one first, mm-hmm. clear the ground to rebuild. So when the tower card comes up, that generally means there is something in your life that has to be deconstructed, swept away, gotten rid of, whether it is laid off from a job, a relationship goes south, finances go bluey. But it doesn't mean God is going, it means the universe is saying shift. So that's one. Yeah. This one, oh my God, people look at this and think, does that mean I'm going to be hit by a bus on Tuesday? Okay, which one is no. that? Death. A death. Okay. <laughs> death card. No, it's death of an old way of life, death of what you've outgrown, death of what was never you in the first place. Mm-hmm. And this is not Mr. Horns in a Tale. It's not even Jack Nicholson in The Witch's Beast Wing. It is being bedeviled by something, someone, or some situation, or holding yourself back from your highest and best. Hmm. Now, is that the absolute meaning you're going to find in every Outer Terror book? No. But it is how this deck in particular talks to me. It is the meaning that I have found most useful and most universal when those cards come up. That's why I have a rank as a certified tarot master. Okay. Been there, done that, sold the franchise. Right. Right. (laughs) Okay. Good. Yeah. Tarot for me, because of all the rules and regs, I knew a lot of people who were learning it and they were all very careful about doing exactly right. And I have found... I came to Oracle cards after I discovered my intuitive abilities mm-hmm. and my gifts. And I find them wonderful because I can look at it and get a message. And I'll usually go kind of check if it's a new deck, mm-hmm. particularly you know, with the little booklet that comes with them. But it's so clear to me that it is just, oh, it's a way of focusing your attention, I want to mm-hmm. say, on yes. something that needs you know your attention. Um, yeah. Now, do you have lots of Oracle decks? I probably couple? have a dozen, but I only work regularly with a couple of them. And I have found it was the one I started with. I got to know it really well. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really even need the book anymore because I had worked with it so often. So there's that. The reason I'm asking is I started working with Oracle decks because they all had a specific thing they wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. For instance, this is the Fairies Oracle deck by Brian Frown and Jesse Macbeth. These are not your ootsy cutesy fairies. These ah. guys march inside your head and rip up the floor tiles and give you homework. So this is my <laughs> dead dog serious deck. If someone says, oh, they're scary. I want the angel deck. Well, yes, I've got an angel deck right uh-huh. here. I've got a deck that is specifically for karma and relationships. Mm. I've got a deck that is very, very compassionate. It's a Ganesh deck, which artwork is gorgeous and so on. That's why I have that many decks. When I'm shopping, if one of them goes, Mimi, Mm -hmm. over here, I do this. And we have a conversation. 
and it fits, in it goes into the mix. Yeah, yeah. That's artwork and just the theme is what mm-hmm. seems to, to call to me the most. I have a number of nature related or shaman related decks that I love. But yeah. I know that you describe yourself, at least on your website, as a psychic. And that's a trigger word for a lot of people. And so one of the things that I've been reading is one of your books, which is The Psychic Yellow Brick Road, which the humor in this is lovely. I I love the humor of your writing. I have to say, I love humor in all things. We can't take ourselves too seriously because the world is serious enough. But you talk about how to find a psychic, a legit person who actually can do it. So can you just, first of all, maybe because not all of our listeners really know what you mean by psychic. So if you could just explain that to us first. Psychic is we get answers on things with something other than our normal five senses. But people get psychics and mediums mixed up. Mediums talk to your dead Aunt Mabel. Mm -hmm. Specifically, that's what they do. Channels talk to angels and spirit guides and Seth and Abraham and Emmanuel and all of those dudes. Mm -hmm. Readers can use anything. In fact, if you ever want to do this and the universe hands you your draft notice and says you're working for us, first thing it will do is it will go rifling through your file cabinet to find out what you're good at in the normal world. Me? theater major at Brown University, and I acted in New York for years. So I understand character arcs. Mm -hmm. Words are my drug of choice. I'm a writer. I can tell stories. And I have been interested in history since I was a wee child in single digits. You put all that together, and my two favorite tools are cards and doing past lives. Because there could be another good past life reader but they don't have my historical background. Mm -hmm. You give us both the same vision. They would probably say, it's a long skirt. It's a big picture hat. It's in front of something very ornate. It's probably Europe, old fashioned, maybe 19th century. Mm -hmm. I'm going to look at that same thing and go hobble skirt, picture hat, that kind of ostrich feather. You're in front of the Brandenburg Gate. So this is Berlin in 1911. Wow. On the other (laughs) hand, do not ask me to do spirit art because I cannot draw a stick figure with a sharp pencil and a lot of prayer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So don't think you have to learn everything. Mm-hmm. Find what you love if you want to do this and go party there. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting way of looking at it because, well, first of all, I have to say, I am also a Brown University graduate. <laughs> so what year? What year? I graduated in 81. <laughs> okay. 77. I'm yeah. behind you. But. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. You, you last just as I got there. So I, you don't run into a whole lot of Brown graduates. So no, no. And really we cool. will not tell stories about Cafe Rate and, you know, no, not a, yeah. no, 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 no. Moat parties. <laughs> nope. Nope. Let us, let um, us quietly move away from that section. Yeah, now I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I also am a word person. That's the other thing is that I feel I'm very kindred with you here because I'm a writer of stories. I write novels that have heroines who usually have metaphysical gifts, which I wrote all of those before I knew I had mine, which I always mm-hmm. I love to look back at. But it's interesting because I love to help people feel better. And I and stories and words, I call myself a word girl. So that's yeah. definitely your same wheelhouse. <laughs> a psychic can be any of those things, right? It can be Mm -hmm. 
a card reader, it can be a channeler, it can be a medium. I do a little of all of that, (laughs) but but the words are the way where I love this. Psychic is your ability. Cards, past lives, et cetera, et cetera, are your talent. Yes. Okay, good. Thank you. All right. So Mm -hmm. just briefly, maybe let people know sort of the maybe two or three things to watch out for, to look, let's, let's do it positive, to look for when you're looking for a psychic to work with, how would you choose a good one? (laughs) A legit one. In the book, I actually have mnemonic psychic Mm -hmm. professionalism, shared references. You're in charge of your own life charges. Here I can fix anything for a price, inappropriate actions, connections. And it really goes through a deep dish. But let's say you're going to a psychic fair and you don't know any of us from Adam's house cat. Let's do that. You got to learn to be a good puppy, kids. First thing you do is you go in and you do your walkies. That means you walk around and you look at everybody. You don't need to talk to them. You just get in the field. Then you have to get paper trained. What does that mean? That means we all have rack cards or brochures. You pick up everything from anybody you think you'd possibly be interested in. Then you sit down and you read it. They're usually, you know, tables, booths, chairs, wherever you can go through. You're going to find three or four people that go ding. And you're going to go back to their booths. If they're not busy, talk to them. If they are, talk to our front people. Now, one warning about our front people. We hire them to say they love us. (laughs) My very first front person was the magnificent Laura Spickerman. Laura was my husband's office manager at the museum he ran Monday through Friday. She worked for me weekends. Do you think she's got a dismissive museum director? Probably not. Mm Mm-hmm. And I can say I'm wonderful and that doesn't count. You want to go for our testimonial books. We all have them. Mm. And if you're looking online, there should be some on their website. You need to look at, are we good? Are we funny? Are we accurate? Do we have specialties? Children, dogs, dead people. Were they comfortable and would they come back? But the last thing you got to do is check in at heart level. Mm -hmm. You are putting your hard-earned money on the table. If the psychic doesn't feel like they have a brain in their head, they really care about what they're doing, or they're going to give you good information, don't go there no matter how cool the wiki woo looks on the table. (laughs) And if you're just looking for someone, you know, yellow pages or someone recommended them, make sure you get some client references from them. If we're pros, guaranteed we have at least a half a dozen people who will say, Oh, yeah. Give them my email and I'll be happy to give you a reference. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mm -hmm. because you need to make sure that you're not going to get upsold on lots of extras like blessed candles because you have a curse. You have to make sure that they don't say the same thing all the time. Things like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there is no better business bureau for psychics, guys. There isn't. You have to do your own research. Right. But the most important thing is if you feel uncomfortable, you get up and you leave, whether it's at a show or whether it's in their offices. If you're 70 and they say of your four children, it's your youngest who will take care of you in the nursing home and you're postmenopausal and childless, they ain't connecting, Petunia. Right. I'm sorry, Madam Huahai, you're not connecting. Can I have my money back, please? And leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's... It's a little bit of a hot button you just pushed. Yeah. I want to yeah, keep people but- safe. 
It's it's important because I think there is a lot of distrust of, mm-hmm. of someone who calls themselves a psychic. And I mean, I even have trouble explaining to family and friends what it is I do. And I'm an intuitive healer. You know, so I know they're I like, know. you're what? People pay you for that? Like, <laughs> and people need to protect themselves from what I call drive-by psychic shootings. Did you get to that part in the book? No, I haven't. <laughs> okay. The Long Island Medium does it on her show. You're at Wegmans and you're feeling up the cantaloupes. And she walks up and goes, your Aunt Doris says you have a bull tire in the back and you're going to die in a car accident if you don't get a fix. Just telling you and walks away. Guys, that is so fake. Number one, her PR staff went out and looked at all the Wegmans on Long Island and chose one. Then they interviewed people and had them sign model releases. Then they rehearsed it six times. But psychics who aren't professional, and by that I mean they understand ethics, et cetera, think that they have a right to walk up to you and give you a message. You have a right to say, I'm sorry, I don't know you and I don't want the message. Mm -hmm. And if they follow you and keep trying to give it, you get the manager and you say, I'm being harassed. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because the same thing happens to me at a psychic fair. You know, I'm reading for hours at my desk and I get an ache and a headache. Well, you know, the, the glurky purple little dancing raccoons go, I know Reiki. I can pick that for you. And they come at you with your hands like this and you say, excuse me, no, please don't. No, really, I can't. I don't like anybody touching me that I don't know. Just trust me. Back off. You're not very love and light, are you? Well, you didn't listen to no. Yes. <laughs> look, you know, I kid about the glurpy purple with angels. And sometimes that is the kind of person you want to go to. I'm from New York, darling. I will make you laugh, but I don't pull my punches and I will hit you upside the head with a clue brick. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why you have to go around in the psychic there and get a feel for all of us. Right. Right. And I love that the last step is really just to check in with yourself and see mm-hmm. how it feels, because that's to me, that's really the most important part. Everything can look good on paper, but if I don't feel like you're a good match for me energetically, then I'm going to go somewhere else. And that's, that's right. And a, a good intuitive will not take offense. Right. A, a dear friend of mine, Stacy Wells, best medical intuitive in the U.S., and she and I were both in Robert Schwartz's books. Mm-hmm. We will recommend if someone comes to us and it's not us, we'll say, I really think you need to go to Stacy or I really think you need mm-hmm. to go to Corby. Yeah. Because that's what professionals do. They want yeah. you, the client, to go to the right person, even if it isn't us. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about the client's responsibility when they, mm-hmm. when they come to see you, because that's something yeah. that I think for anybody who, anybody anywhere, <laughs> it's, it's an important thing to think about. Yes. It's a two-way street, guys. It just is. I know there are some people who think, oh, well, you should sit in front of a psychic and not say anything and not look at them or anything, and then they should pick up all that stuff. Guys, for me, that's like trying to climb Everest in sneakers. There's no grip. I'm fast. One of the best, fastest card readers you will ever meet. But if we only have 20 minutes, 30 minutes together, it is important when you sit down to say, this is what I want to learn today. Because Mm -hmm. as fast as I am, I could go from A to F of your life encyclopedia. But if what you want to know is down at M and I don't get there, you go, ah, she didn't tell me anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So know what you want to know. Whether it's the everyday tour bus, house, car, job, kids, finance, it's okay, God, you put me here, what the hell? Or who was I in 1642 Belgium? 
or I want to speak to my spirit guide, Binky, or how's dead Aunt Mabel? Those are the four things that you come <laughs> up with like a psychic bear. Know what you want to know. Uh-huh. Okay. I do encourage questions, but listen carefully. Don't keep saying, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. Because what that does is that says, la, 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 I'm not listening in your mm-hmm. six-year-old with your fingers and ears. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, we're not going to be 100% accurate. The only one 100% accurate is God, and God is not doing psychic fears this week. <laughs> you take what we've told you. You listen. Some of it is bang on. Some of it, no. And some of it, maybe, but you put the recording you'll get from me away and come back to it in a couple of months. Mm-hmm. You work with the information. You expand it. If I say your daughter is really going to need you, at the end of the year, don't say she and I are estranged. You don't know. Yeah. What if she is pregnant and then sudden infant death syndrome and her daughter dies at seven weeks old? She'll need her mother. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean that it'll be bad things. What if your daughter is a teenager and all of a sudden she's given a semester in Barcelona and she's never been away from home? She's a little nervous. She comes to you for reassurance. Mm-hmm. So. Listen to what we say. Let the universe expand for you and act on the information in the most positive way possible. Yeah, yeah. That and the two pieces of that for me that I had to learn because I can be a little hard headed is to listen and yes. just just listen. Don't judge. Mm-hmm. Don't put try to put it into context yet. Just listen. Take it in. Let it come in. I have what I call my hopper in the back of my head where I dump mm-hmm. things. And later when I need them, they come up to the surface. So yeah. that for me, that's just letting it come into the subconscious, really. And then the other part is eventually it's going to make sense and you got to take action. That's right. Because if you don't take action, what's the point? Why just you spend your money? One of the other things that will help people. I don't encourage yes or no questions because mm-hmm. two things. One, if the answer is no, where do you go? Right. And that gives the fake gypsies. Oh, I know that you love Bruce, but there are karmic knots to untie. But this $600 candle. <laughs> no. If someone comes to me with the age old question, does Bruce love me? I will do five tarot cards. Maisie, Bruce, the relationship, what she needs to know and best possible outcome at this point. Mm-hmm. If she still goes, I don't know what to do. Then I'll pull my three threes. Three cards for status quo. She just kind of bumbles along. Three cards for the come to Jesus meeting where it's serious gambling. And three cards for hostile bye-bye. It's been nice. I'll send you a postcard, but she's gone. Mm-hmm. Now, I may see the leave card with the Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice sign on the astral. But I have to zip it. If she says, well, I guess I'll just keep trying. That's her free will. Mm-hmm. The only time I overstep that is if she tells me she's been hit, mm-hmm. battered, gaslit. Then my reader's turban comes off, my reverend collar goes on, and I will counsel her about leaving because you don't leave someone in a situation where they are being physically and emotionally badly harmed. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, guys, it is up to you to take what I tell you and use your free will for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that free will is a gift and a a challenge at times because you do have to step up and take responsibility for making a choice, making a decision, taking an action. Mm -hmm. And I found with myself, even on my journey to where I am now, 
there were times where I was given lots of good information and I did not act on it. And it's taken me a lot longer to get where I am because I didn't do that. <laughs> That's the difference between your pre-birth plan and free will. Pre-birth plan is your college major and you're going into my biomedical ethics. Mm -hmm. And free will is, are you taking gut courses or double major plus lab? You can go either way, but you're going to graduate with a degree. Right, right. Yeah, you're going to get there one way or the other. Just looking at my notes here to see if there's anything else we wanted to talk about. We have gone all over the map here. We have, but that's my favorite way of just kind of going with the flow here. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, I could talk about this for days, you know, two-hour show, three-hour show. I yeah. don't care. Just keep yeah. it going. Well, I think what we're going to do now is go to the rapid-fire questions. Yes, ma'am. These are just for fun. So okay. first one is, who is or was the wisest person in your life? Toss up between my father, who was my best friend, mm -hmm. and my spiritual mentor, who is a dear friend of mine. Her name is Wendy Peeney. She is the creator of the graphic novel series ElfQuest. Mm -hmm. She is the one who taught me the very useful phrase, praise and blame, all the same. Keep your ego in check. You don't ride your compliments and you're not trashed by people who blame you. Mm -hmm. So those two. That, oh, yeah. Okay. That's a really useful piece of wisdom there. Huh. Yeah. And the ego is something that we all struggle with. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all right. What's your favorite self care practice? It is sleeping on the cat tree next to me. It mm. is my 27 pound Maine coon who gives the best cuddles. You cannot be upset about anything when you've got 27 pounds of I love you, mommy, in your lap. Yes. <laughs> Maine Coons are so sweet too. <laughs> Little dogs in cat suits. Yes, indeed. Yep. <laughs> All right. What lights you up when you're feeling down? My husband. For instance, yesterday we went to the teeny little county fair and we rode the Ferris wheel and smooched at the top because <laughs> on one of our first dates, that was our first kiss at the oh. top of the Ferris wheel in Dutchess County. Oh, and so God. every year we have to renew the marriage license by smooching at the top of the Ferris wheel. So he's one of those. That's, yeah. Wow. Nice. And do you have a favorite mantra or affirmation? Several. Actually, I say that because there's your motto, which is what you say to yourself in the morning, and your sentence of passion, which is your rallying cry to the world. Ooh. And I, I, <laughs> I have a consultation I do called Create Your Sentence of Passion. But I saw that. <laughs> My sentence of passion is cross the bridge from fear to fearlessness and you fly. When I can take somebody from point A to point B when I thought they couldn't make it, living my bliss. But my motto is lifted right from Robert Heinlein's book, Time Enough for Love. Mm. In life, moderation is for monks. Take big bites. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I haven't read that book in years. Wow. Mm -hmm. Smartest thing Lazarus Long ever said. Oh, yes. And he said a lot of smart things. <laughs> you did. You did. All right. Can you tell our listeners where they can find you? Oh, they can't avoid me, Lauren. The website is corbymidlie.com. Pinterest, Instagram, Twitter, Medium, YouTube, Facebook. All of it is Corby Midlide. Okay. And so, Midlide is M-I-T-L-E-I-D. -E yes. It is a German word. It means compassion. It's a chosen last name. So I always remember why I do the work. Nice. Oh, I didn't know that about that. Lovely. All right. And you have an offer for our listeners as well. Would you tell us about that? 
You bet. If you go onto my website and you want to have a general reading with me, I always tell you, if you've never had a reading with me, book the half an hour. You don't need an hour. You don't know how fast I am. Mm-hmm. Normally that's 125, but if you put in the code curious, your reading is 99. So you'll save about 20, 25%. Thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. And I would encourage everybody to go do that because you just get to spend some time with Corby here. And that's pretty incredible all on its own. This has been really fun. I it has. To have you back. <laughs> My pleasure. We could probably just gab for hours, and that may be what we have to do. (laughs) I got two more books to talk about. So, yes, let's make a double date. Okay, excellent. All right. So, I want to thank the listeners for being here today. I want to thank Corby for being here today. As always, I hope you have learned something, maybe taken away a wisdom of a wisdom of nugget, or maybe a nugget of wisdom. More coffee, yes. I hope you've laughed some with us and I hope that you move into the next part of your day or your week and bring some joy to it and maybe see what you have in terms of psychic gifts because I bet you've got something. We'll see you next time. We'll be here every Tuesday and thank you for coming and listening to us here on Curiously Wise. Thank you so much for joining us today on Curiously Wise. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss future fabulous conversations. And if you had any ahas, please share them in a review on Apple Podcasts so we can continue to pay forward the unique wisdom we all have. If you want to know more about me or my intuitive energy healing practice, Heartlight Wellness, please head over to my website, www.heartlightjoy.com. Curiously Wise is a team effort I am grateful for the skill and enthusiasm Arlene Membrot, our producer, and Sam Wittig, our audio engineer, bring to this collaboration. Our music is Where the Light Is by Lemon Music Studio. I'm Lauren Wittig. Please join me again next week for another episode of Curiously Wise. From my heart to yours, may your life be filled with love, light, joy, and of course, curiosity.